Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hello and welcome to the MMQB Monday Morning NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Gramling. I'm Jenny Brenta. I'm Connor Orr. And uh, as many of you have probably deciphered at this point, we are on to the NFC East this week. Uh, and by the way, I, I'll just I'll, I'll get this out of the way up top. No one has guessed the order we are going in at this point. We want you to send your guesses in at our incredibly subjective uh, reasoning behind the ordering that we're going on in these division previews. And if you have a guess, you can do it a couple ways. You can email the MMQB at gmail.com. Or you can reach us through our very social media uh, on on Twitter. I guess that's probably what we check most frequently. Should should we all reintroduce ourselves by Twitter handle like it's 2013 again? I can say that uh, uh, I I tend to take the most reader feedback um, via frantic direct message between the hours of midnight and 3:30, and so I think this would, that would be a good time. Uh, to send in your uh, your panicked uh, ideas of uh, deciphering this code. And yeah, you can find me at Connor or C-O-N-O-R-O-R-R. Very brave. I'm at Jenny Rentas, J-E-N-N-Y, V as in Victor, R-E-N-T-A-S. And I 
do not like middle of the night direct messages unlike <laughs> connor i don't have the app anymore though so i can say that the app is gone i don't uh you know and, and in that way you really have no access to me which uh which increases my power over you okay fair enough fair enough not not and not the, any of the two of you but just the world I also don't have the app. I barely have a uh, a web browser, so I, I check it like once a month. But uh, I am at <laughs> at gramling underscore si. I have the company tag at the end. I'm a I'm, I'm a proud company man, I suppose. But uh, yeah, keep sending your guesses. No one's gotten it right yet, and if you do get it right, you have lots of stuff coming your way. We'll actually mail you stuff. It will arrive at your home. Uh, we have MMQB stickers that Jenny has been hiding away. Connor has. Uh, we're we're going to reveal the next uh, business card shuffle prize coming up. Last Ooh, week yeah. was the, the fight lawyer. Yeah, fight lawyer was last week. And then uh, should we save the reveal of the business I, card until the end of the of this week? I think okay. save the yes. reveal. I think it's the only redeeming sure part everyone- of this show. Yeah, make sure this, everyone listens to the end. This yeah. is a good one, and I'm not even going to blank out this person's cell phone number because he's a real jagoff. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, you man. This is going to be awesome. Uh, well, before all that, we, uh, we're we going to have our Mad Libs mid-show. We're going to have our predictions for our uh, what we think the order of finish will be in the NFC East here. But we're going to start off with the same questions we've tried to address in the previous three shows, uh, some of the big categories here in each one. And we are going to start off with the NFC East's biggest off-season addition for a veteran. And uh, we'll we'll open with Jenny here. So I think Connor and I, similar question, were we allowed to say Saquon or Dak here? I think we both operated under the assumption that we were not. So we went in different directions. I went with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Washington football team started four different quarterbacks last season. It was a constant source of turbulence, one of many for the Washington football team last season. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, stabilizing force. Washington still got to the playoffs last year, despite the quarterback musical chairs that they had. Now they have a guy in there that will be really good at the start of the season. May fizzle out at a certain point, but <laughs> could be good enough to, to win the NFC East. That's I love we were, that. Yeah, we were robbed of the Fitzpatrick meltdown last year. Yes, it's, it's inevitable. And maybe that was partially why they made the switch, because they knew it was coming. If you're a coach, do you try to anticipate that? You're just like, you know, you're like, oh boy, like that was a one weird thing. And so after the game, you're like, never again. Like we're just going to eliminate it before it even happens, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I would love to get a real answer from that from coaches. But to your point, I think uh, because everything, everything, everything comes back to the New York Jets. He did have that 10 win season, right. With Todd right. Bowles and he was good that entire year. And I think that even if you, he was mediocre, um, not even as good as he was that season with the jets. I think that team could easily win the division with the, how much talent they have on both sides of the line. I mean, I, I like this. I think that's a great, uh, I think it's a great call. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a big upgrade at the most important position from where they were last year. And I cut Gary off. So go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, Alex Smith deserves every, uh, every honor, every, uh, 
uh, compliment for going out there last year and doing what he did. But when you sort of step back, if you take away the backstory, uh, he wasn't very good. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins wasn't very good. Uh, they had some of the worst quarterback play in the league last year. And and this, uh, uh, we've talked about this before, it must just break Dave Gettleman's heart to look at this Washington roster and see how dominant they are in the trenches and just sort of be like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to have. This is my thing. They stole my bit. Yeah, I am. Could have had it. He's tried. <laughs> they got a really good defensive line for the Giants. Offensive line maybe needs some work. We'll we'll get to that in a moment. I'm uh I, I'm going uh I, I'm going with the Giant here. I'm going with Kenny Galladay, and uh, I think Kenny Galladay will never have a quarterback he likes playing with more than Matthew Stafford. I think that was just like a, a perfect marriage for him for his side of it. Uh, but Daniel Jones will look. He gives his guys a, a chance to make plays. A contested catch uh, artist like Kenny Galladay, he fits with Daniel Jones, even if you know Matthew Stafford is like the ultimate guy for Galladay to play, Galladay to play with. But uh, Galladay gives Jones just a, a, a kind of receiver he hasn't had in the past, and I really think it meshes well with what Daniel Jones wants to do. And you know, I mean, what we're we're going to talk about all season, uh, Daniel Jones's performance week to week, and we're going to have uh, wild, scorching takes off of every uh, performance, good or bad. But uh, Kenny Galladay is pretty much precisely what Daniel Jones needed in this offense if, if he is going to take the next step as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I, that's what I went with, too. I went with Kenny Galladay, not just a contested catch guy. I think the contested catch guy, right? I don't yeah. think there's anybody who has a better contested catch percentage in the NFL between – 2017 and last year and you could tell the Lions missed that a lot in the games that he was out but I think this is good I mean it's something and someone that's finally going to reward Daniel Jones for his best attribute which is his toughness his ability to hang in the pocket take hits and you know risk these kind of throws and having Galladay on the other end of that I think is is huge and you know I think they were super reliant on uh, guys like Darius Slayton and then Evan Ingram who I think at best had like a 50% catch rate. You just did not know if that ball even thrown perfectly in the right spot was going to go anywhere. And I think that some of that gets lost even in the advanced analytics on Daniel Jones. I think that there's kind of a failure to tell that part of the story. And that's why I think surprisingly, and you know, to Jenny's credit, who was first on the dimes train three years ago um, before he was drafted. uh, I think that there is, a groundswell of dimes optimism heading into this year, unlike anything that I've felt uh, in quite some time from a large, from the larger community. Now, some of this are the same, you know, uh, globbers on that thought that the lions were finally going to be good last year based on a few printouts from football outsiders. And that's not true. And, uh, but I do think that there's a real underpinning to this, that I think he could have a really good season, like not a pro bowl season, but like a Garoppolo plus season, which is really all the giants need him to be. Garoppolo plus. Well, people will have to listen till the end of the show to see if that optimism transfers over to our picks for the division, Connor. Yes. Very That's much a tease so. right there. That is a tease. 
All right, biggest offseason addition among rookies. I'll uh, I'll go first here. I, I'm taking Devontae Smith, the uh, the Eagles receiver. I think there's some fun NFC East drama with the fact that the uh, the Eagles leapfrog the Giants to get Smith. Uh, he's just a really interesting weapon. You can use him as a, like a manufactured touch guy. You can use him in a more uh, traditional receiver role. I don't think the size uh, limitations are really gonna be that much of a factor in uh, in the modern NFL here. Uh, but just sort of stepping back a little bit from Smith, it's just really interesting what's going on uh, with the Eagles here who, I don't know, it, and you guys can disagree with me, but it just seems like the Eagles are already like one foot out on Jalen Hurts. Like they're kind of like, okay, well, maybe he'll surprise us and be really good and then we'll uh, we'll be happy about it. But, you know, let's we're not expecting a whole lot and we're kind of tearing this thing down and we'll throw him out there and then we'll go find someone else next season. It just doesn't feel like he's uh, he's getting a fair shake in that he's going to go out there. But it just seems bizarre in that they're almost treating him like, I don't know, like a, a guy they picked up in the seventh round or something and like ran out there. And, you know, Doug Peterson had some comments uh, this this past week about how uh, they drafted Jalen Hurts because they wanted a reliable backup and, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like, well, I mean, you, you took him in the second round, so you had to think maybe he would become a starter and and he's probably not going to play at the level that Carson Wentz did in 2017 2018 2019 but uh he'll probably be better than last year and who knows I mean the guy's got tools to work with you got a coach who's supposed to be really good with quarterbacks let's see what happens and it just seems everyone's already kind of just writing him off yeah I agree Gary I think that he's a placeholder and that the Eagles were actively but very quietly in the quarterback market I think they were a team that would have been interested in a guy like Deshaun Watson had that you know the situation had some mm -hmm. clarity or you know before even everything came up off the field I think they would be they would have been looking at a guy like that now what happened off the field has certainly changed things a little bit but they're a team that I think has been you know peeping around for other options at the position, but haven't gotten a lot of attention for doing so. That's I love the, uh, the, the peeping around. Yeah. I like that's, that. That's why you got YouTube. Yeah. You got to watch it on YouTube. <laughs> this is why, yeah, this is why you don't miss the, uh, the full video. <laughs> um, what's interesting is I think if you gave the entire Eagles staff to, this is a good former boss, Peter Kingism. If you gave the entire Eagles staff, truth serum which is like what he likes to say <laughs> um, i think what what people would say about um jalen hurts is that he was very well liked by some people that just have more control over other people in the building and there's really not a whole lot that you can do about that uh for you know if let's say you know an owner thinks he's the next russell wilson or something you know he owns the football team so there's not a whole lot that you can do there i think that there was a sentiment of that and I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with him. And, but I agree. It's like, you're kind of almost trying to show, not tell uh, uh, people who believe in Jalen hurts. That's not going to work, you know, by, by just allowing things to happen that way. And then you're covering yourself on the back end by creating a situation where you have three first round picks and you can theoretically get any quarterback you want in the draft next year, mm -hmm. unless the Texans have the number one pick, which I'm, I'm assuming that they wouldn't trade for anything, you know, at this point to get the quarterback. But 
Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be interesting, but I do think Devonta Smith was one of those picks where it's like, okay, he's going to help us in the future, but he's also going to pacify everybody in the present so that they can't really say what, what Gary is saying now. Really, the Eagles are afraid of Gary is, the, is what I'm trying <laughs> to Rightfully honest. so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, but I went with Micah Parsons, and the reason I went with him is because I think you look at the division as a whole, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington, they're going to run the ball a ton. Uh, you have the Giants, they're going to run the ball a ton. And then you have the Eagles, who have a mobile quarterback. And so that swing linebacker hybrid guy, I think, is going to be incredibly important in terms of helping you get stout against the run, but also maybe acting as a spy for a mobile quarterback. Daniel Jones, sneaky mobile, as we also know, uh, you know, one of the fastest mile per hour uh, runs on uh, next gen stats last year uh, when he almost scored that touchdown against Eagles. So uh, a lot of usefulness, I think, for, uh, for a versatile linebacker. I also went defense. I went with Aziz Ojolari. I think the Giants really got great value for him. He was somebody that a lot of evaluators thought was going to go in the first round and certainly had the ability to do so. And it really lined up for the Giants that they were looking for an edge talent and they were able to get him in the second round. And I think that defense is really on the upswing. It was a top 10 defense last season, but a lot of the pressure came from the interior. The Giants have been looking for an edge presence, and that's where I think Ojulari will have a really big opportunity. He led the SEC in both sacks and tackles for a loss last season, so he's a highly productive player, and I think he could really elevate that defense even to the next level this season under coordinator Patrick Graham. It's been so long since they've had an edge guy here for the Giants, just a pure edge guy. All right, most... You probably don't feel scared of having Dave Gettleman pick, right? I mean, he has been associated with a very long track record of at least getting those guys somewhat right. I think he's trying to fit Leonard Williams in a little bit of a square peg into a round hole and make that happen. But largely Mm -hmm. the Giants have had a succession of very good edge players throughout that time. And whether you want to credit that to Gettleman or Jerry Reese or whoever it was, I, I do think that there is some level of faith there or should be some level of faith there. Uh, most valuable non-quarterback here, and uh, we'll we'll open up with Connor on this one. So I went with uh, James Bradbury because value is hmm. value relative <laughs> to the team, right? And so, like, if you if you take that one player off the team, what happens to that collective unit? And I think if you take a very good cover corner out of Patrick Graham's defense that entire thing collapses like a, like a house of cards. I, I, that, that would be my assumption, at least. That's a good way to look at it, Connor. That's actually why I picked Zach Martin, because the offensive line in Dallas had long been the, the engine of that team, but it's suffered some losses, notably Travis Frederick retiring, and Zach Martin is still a perennial all-pro guard, and he's essential to that unit being able to do what it has done in the past few years. And he's really a a key piece. Last year, he even played a little tackle. Now, he did have some injuries. He didn't play a complete season. He's 30 years old. Um, But if you look at the Cowboys and you think, okay, are they going to contend with Dak Prescott back? You really need the line to be strong. And Zach Martin is the, the key piece of that. 
I'll do the projection thing, and I will elevate Chase Young to a best non-quarterback in this in this division here. I just think the second half of the season, I, I know the box score numbers weren't gaudy. Uh, the second half of the season, what they were doing up front in Washington was kind of just, it was overlooked for a couple of reasons. One, because the division was so crummy, and two, because, you know, the Alex Smith storyline sort of took over with what this team was doing. But uh, uh, that... If you're going to go back and rewatch one game, it would be what they did to the 49ers uh, in Arizona. The, the, the 49ers were playing their home games uh, down in Phoenix at that point. But uh, it was as dominant an offensive performance as I can really remember seeing. And, and they take the ball away. And they take the ball away because Chase Young is uh, is creating pressure. He's forcing fumbles. And he's making plays when he actually gets the ball in his hands on fumble recoveries and stuff like that. Uh, I do want to give a, a an honorable mention to Jonathan Allen, who I think is the most underrated player in the NFL uh, and will probably be one of those guys who is perennially one of the 10 best defenders in football. And we just never talk about him because uh, I think be, uh, one, because Chase Young, but two, because I think when your name is Jonathan Allen, it doesn't have quite the... Uh, I don't know the the the, the pizzazz to it to sort of uh it, it can't be a you can't just call him Jonathan you can't just call him Allen like it, it's it's just you got to say the whole thing and it's it's it becomes cumbersome but uh, wow all right now that is a hot take that's I when you have to say someone's full name it just it becomes exhausting and you just can't praise them that much but I do want to give Jonathan Allen a <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll send him an MMQB sticker and uh, some of my 1990 Pro Set cards, and and that'll be his his award here for uh, for this show. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready Rav Four. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new Rav Four is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the hills to the trails, all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four. So because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to That's my, my dance, <laughs> Most interesting coach, and as always, this can be a head coach or an assistant coach, and we'll, uh, we'll open up with Jenny here. All right. Well, I went with Mike McCarthy because I think even after one season, his seat is getting a little hot. I think the hard knocks angle is an interesting element here. Obviously, during his exit from Green Bay, a lot was scrutinized. He took that year off, said he learned a lot of things, then came back and people were saying, did he actually incorporate or do the things he said he was going to do, like Connor has pointed out with the analytics as an example? So Hard Knocks is going to give a little bit more of a window into that than we've even had. And I think in his case, it could serve to increase the scrutiny on him. And, you know, the discourse, at least publicly, I'm sure everything he does on Hard Knocks is going to be analyzed and say, well, is this like what he did in Green Bay? Has he changed? Has he grown? Is he the right person to lead the Cowboys? And I think ultimately that is the question, right? Is he the right person to lead the Cowboys? You have Dak coming back from injury. You have a defense that was coming off for a historically bad season. Does this make sense? What is the team's direction? Um, all of those things are kind of up in the air right now. So it's really a pivotal season, even though it's only year two. I love that. I, and it's so like agreeing to go on hard knocks, like is such a nakedly transparent thing, regardless of who does it right every year. It's like, okay, you're either trying to convince uh, you're trying to draw in new fans or you're trying to correct some sort of long held misperception, right? You're like either a team that has moved locations, um, changed head coaches after a long and disastrous time or have an established head coach like a Jeff Fisher who you're trying to reframe the perception on, right? And I think Mike McCarthy fits in that latter category where you're trying to show everybody that, okay, he's like, you know, he's got a handle on this, you know? And like, there will be like a lot of focus on him in the team meetings and him like proving that he's got a handle on this locker room. And, but I'm, I'm really interested to see how that, that goes. Cause even as we've seen in Cleveland, like, you can be on hard knocks and still screw it up you know? <laughs> and, uh, and still like for some reason, even with editorial control, like <laughs> show some horrifically bad things about your, your yeah. franchise. So, um, so I don't know. I, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Cowboys do screw it up because it's. Uh, yeah. It's- and I think that's a really interesting point too, Connor, because 
who ultimately has the control? It's people that report directly to the owner, right? So if things aren't going well, or if they want to showcase certain things, like that's in Jerry Jones's hand. I mean, everything in Dallas is in Jerry Jones's hands mm. anyway, but I do think it's an interesting device to get out whatever narrative they want to get out. And what they choose that narrative will, to be will also be an interesting thing. I'm uh, I'm staying in Dallas with my pick here. I'm, I'm going Dan Quinn, the new de- defensive coordinator. We had kind of been not fully seriously, but kind of seriously calling for him to just sort of step in last season when that Mike Nolan defense was really uh, having their issues. And look, the Mike Nolan thing didn't make a ton of sense. They really hadn't built uh, a roster that sort of fits what he does. I mean, you know, if you're running a Mike Nolan defense, you you want like a true number one corner. They just let Byron Jones walk and had sort of, you know, they, they were still sitting on a, a a team that was not built to play that that kind of football. So Dan Quinn certainly fits the personnel better based on what he used to do in Atlanta. But by the same token, you know, we saw that Falcons defense that, you know, that Seattle style, we'll loosely call it uh, sort of single high approach. That got less and less effective as the years went on. Now, a lot of it had to do with injury problems in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, he sort of had a chance to sit back at least for half a season and sort of rethink what he wants to do defensively. And we've seen some veteran coaches come back after a little bit of time off and uh, and really roll out something new here. So, uh, you know, especially adding a guy like Micah Parsons maybe is a bit of a uh, tipping their hand a little bit that we're going to have something of a different approach here defensively than what Dan Quinn did precisely in Atlanta. But uh, there are a lot of interesting pieces. Dan Quinn, obviously, uh, you know, his overall track record between the Seahawks and the Falcons is excellent. And uh, I'm really interested to see what he's going to end up rolling out this season. Cowboys can be full of two coaches who promise to change with time off and don't actually change. If any coach would change during even a brief time off, it would be Dan Quinn. I think that the, I think that was such a buy low prospect for any team. Uh, and anybody who's ever talked to him for five seconds knows that that guy's fired up to get back in the league. So I, I think that's a good, uh, I think that's a good pick. Um, I'm also staying in Dallas with Jason Garrett. Um, and uh, you know, just kidding. Um, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. It is a little disorienting in the Google Doc. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, you know, I was asking around, you know, a little bit about him this offseason because it's like what what problems are on his shoulders versus the problems on the rest of the team, the personnel, the quarterbacks, because he really hasn't called an offense in like in a really long time before he was with the giants, you know, he, he had passed up those responsibilities time and time again to other people um, or, or was asked to do it too. And so, you know, where is his idea of the evolution of offense and stuff? And I think really the only positive feedback that I got on that was that, okay, well, it's good for Daniel Jones that it keeps being the same guy. But other than that, like, what are we seeing in this offense that, leads anybody to believe that it's spectacular or groundbreaking or helping the quarterback in any way. And I think that that's going to be interesting because if you're Joe judge, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place, right? Like that was the guy they brought in because they were a little bit scared that you were green in in terms of the head coaching front. And then all of a sudden, like you have to show enough as a coach, if your offense is bad, to be able to survive that and then get rid of him and put in the guy that who you actually want to be your offensive coordinator. I don't know. I think that's a really interesting situation or is Garrett going to learn 
new tricks, you know, because I think that's a guy that desperately wants to get back in the head coaching game too. And the only way to do that is to have a top 10 offense. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just really interesting because you could look at it last year and sort of be like, okay, there was nothing particularly inspiring here, but you know, Daniel Jones is a work in progress. The weapons aren't great. Uh, the offensive line is still figuring things out, but it's it's a much different uh, makeup this year. I mean, besides Kenny Galladay, you get Kadarius Tony there, so now you have that slot guy who can really separate. Uh, the pieces are there, I, and again, it's 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 so. Uh, I don't know, trite to just say like, oh, well, there's there's no excuses this year, but it kind of is no excuses <laughs> this year. The line should be better. The weapons are actually, I mean, on paper, it's a really good group, and you have your young quarterback. Did you, did, did you help him get to the next level or not? Yeah, that was one of the mailbag questions I got this week was, is it, isn't it unfair to say that no excuses for Daniel Jones. And I do kind of hate the no excuses framing, but the reality is this is the year that they need to see, can he take a step forward? Maybe it's not as big of a step forward like Josh Allen with getting Stephon Diggs, but you at least want him to to be a guy that can win games for you, that you have confidence in moving forward. They need to see a jump this year. And I think Garrett's a perfect pick for this answer because he's going to either facilitate that or obfuscate that. Well. Oh, obfuscate. Love the word obfuscate, Connor. That was and it like rhymes with facilitate. It's so man, that's perfect. She's just showing off before the Mad Libs start here. Oh. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, save that for the Mad Libs. Like, <laughs> like most times in life, I regret opening my mouth because like, but I just wanted to like point our audience at in that direction and let them know that that was a cool thing that was said, you know? before we just move on you know like (laughs) but now the more that i talk and i can't stop talking now that i started talking i'm ruining it so let's let's quickly move on to something (laughs) else dive into the mad libs yeah it's time for the mad libs we need in a we need an applause button i guess for uh for this show connor take it away all right guys uh so we're uh we're on a hot streak here, so let's see if we can keep it going. Um, what's, I, I believe that uh, Gary went first last week. Is that true? That is not true. Denny went first last I went week. first yes. last week. I think it's <laughs> Gary's <laughs> turn, yeah. Yep. Uh, remember <laughs> when Matt lives for me. Um, okay, so uh, Gary goes first. And Gary, I want you to uh, give me an adjective that you would use to describe, uh, like, of an underperforming vehicle, a car that is at the end of its usefulness. Uh, it is uh, unreliable. Okay, good. Um, all right. So, uh, Jenny, uh, something, uh, it's a noun, just it's like a small, yippy, um, ineffective kind of animal, like an animal that is just, um, you know, uh, Chirpy, but you know, you wouldn't pick in any sort of confrontation in any way. Chipmunk? Perfect. We call them chippers in my family because they dart around, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Actually, chipper doesn't <laughs> reflect darting in any way, but go ahead. No, I think that's going to be the answer of the, uh, of the Mad Lib. Um, Gary, what was kind of the adjective you used uh, to describe? you know, the big old jerk in your grade behind his back, like, you know, 
and you know what would you call him and it's a he because it's always a he you know just the not not the dork but but and not the popular guy but like just the big doofus that somehow exists in the upper tier of the social structure you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah and you and know. you're you're talking you're talking noun or adjective here an adjective yeah mm-hmm. uh i would uh i would go with glommy Ooh, very good That'll work. Um, okay. Okay. So, um, <laughs> there's really only one answer to this, I guess. <laughs> what do you call a, uh, um, Jenny, like a, I guess, a, a very small um, child human? Like, <laughs> just a noun for a small, <laughs> like a, a very, a very a small. toddler? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby was the other choice. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, uh, you'll you'll see how this all comes. Okay. Um, and uh, so, Gary, when, when you do jazz hands, uh, which I know is frequently, like when you kind mm-hmm. of throw up your jazz hands, what's sort of the word that just comes to mind when you do that? You know, you're, you're throwing up your jazz hands and then you often <laughs> say, what? That is a. It, it, do you want a word or do you want like a like a sound? Because uh, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like a. K-shah. Okay, perfect. So like K I dash S H A A A. Great. Okay, I had written K I dash C H A A A. Ooh, uh, you okay. guys are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that's perfect. Um, so Jenny, uh, when you go to the grocery store. You know that one weird aisle that doesn't sell food, but kind of other random products that you might need for your home. It's like there's like batteries and baking sheets and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you find yourself most frequently looking for in that aisle? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, Goodness. I mean, I guess like toilet paper wouldn't count. No, that no. Okay. You want like very random things. Um, Ziploc bags. Perfect. It's bad for the environment. We should be using the reusable stasher bags. I've outed <laughs> myself. Very no, true. That's, that's, very true. You should. Um, and then, Gary, just one word to describe the fire festival. Remember the fire festival? <laughs> it was a. Uh, oh, it was it was a uh, it, it was yeah, a tra- you tra- you want tragic comedy. Tragic comedy. That's good. That's very good. Okay. <clears throat> um, if you thought the AFC East was bad, uh, their geographic counterpart was even worse. This division wasn't just crappy last year. It was downright unreliable. The Cowboys, more like the Chipmunk Boys, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> the Washington football team, more like the Washington Glomers. Huh? Right? Is this big cutting old? Uh, move on, moving on the Giants, more like the toddlers uh, the Eagles, <laughs> well that just goes to show that this whole division was for the birds Ooh. anyway uh, Dak Prescott is back and adds some serious uh, to Ooh, the division yeah. now Perfect. things get interesting uh, Daniel Jones who looks like a Ziploc bag uh, could also be a major factor this year. Either way, it has to be better than last year's tragic comedy. 
So excellent. Nice. Tragic comedy is perfect. Tragic comedy was good. I like that. So what excellent. were you thinking? It, what was in, in your mind for the item from the housewares aisle at the store, Connor? I don't know. Like, I, I guess I was secretly hoping that you would say plunger. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't go quite enough housewares, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and all due respect, you can look like a plumber. I look like Mr. Clean right now. So we all, you know, we can all look like weird things. Yeah. There are more, I have to say like New York grocery stores are weird and that things are, I don't know. That aisle doesn't exist in every New York grocery store because you might more often go to like a Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or something. There's not your normal like big grocery store where there's like this one random aisle. So it did take me a second to have to sort through my mind like Weiss Market in State College, Pennsylvania. But Plunger. Yes. Yes. Plunger would have been good. Sorry to let you down, Connor. No, that's okay. Uh, I thought (laughs) I thought it was good. I I I like this one. I felt good about the Mad Libs. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander, with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com, that's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> All right, guys. Now that we've uh, specifically laid out how, uh, how things will play out in the NFC East with the Mad Lib. Uh, We're going to unveil our order of finish. This is coaches poll style. We each submit our own uh, one through four, and then we uh, combine them through the power of mathematics. But uh, fourth place, unanimously, the Eagles, three points. I yeah I I I I don't think this team can be competitive this year, which is weird. That's when's the last time we said this about an Eagles team. You're right. That is strange. Like a few years ago, we were like, is this the most complete roster in the NFL? Seem to have everything figured out. Could be a perennial contender. And now they're totally starting over. Yeah. I almost have to go like pre-Andy Reid or something to to find them in this state. Uh, Third place with seven points, Washington football team. Uh, We had uh, Jenny and I, no, Jenny and Connor had them in third. I picked them in second. Uh, And again, it just, I don't know if you can win the division with the level of quarterback play they had a year ago. Yeah, they could, they could win this division. Sure. Anyone can win this division. We could win this division. That was the hard thing about picking is that I see Washington as a legitimate contender to win the division. Yet I put them in third place and that's not true. A lot of divisions, but as we saw last year, the NFC East was open the entire season. So wouldn't, you know, I think any of the top three teams other than the Eagles could win it. What's the word for like being deep, but in a crappy sort of way? You know what I mean? Like there's the NFC West and it's like any team could win this division, but it's like, cause they're all awesome. And like, this one's like any team could win this division. Cause they're all varying levels of. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot of parody, but it just happens to be at a lower level. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're rich in parody. Yes. Uh, second place, nine points. We have the Cowboys, and uh, Connor had picked the Cowboys. Jenny and I had them. Let's see, I had them third. Jenny had them second. And uh, the Giants are our predicted NFC East champion. Jenny and I picked them to win it. Connor had them second. Uh, and, and I'll just, I guess I'll just pair these teams up because on one hand, uh, look, I, I, I think the Cowboys, they, they have. Dak Prescott coming back. They they have a lot of flash here. This is like this roster looks like it was built like a fantasy football roster in a way, and and we'll see how that plays out here. Whereas the Giants, I don't know if they have the same level of flash as we said. Obviously, they really built up the uh, the skill positions on offense this year, but it just I don't know. It it just feels like they're ready for the next step at this point. Yeah, that's what I was kind of leaning into. The defense is on the ascent potentially setting up Daniel Jones to take a big step forward with what they've surrounded him with this year. And yeah, it's an open division. It's the one where it always seems to be a different team winning the next year. Right. So I picked the giants to be that team, but Connor is the lone among us who picked the Cowboys. I think cause both of you guys picked the giants and like, 
but like I love the Giants pick. Like that that's I think what I would have wanted to do. I don't know. I mean I'm I'm hedging <laughs> so that I look fine no matter what happens. This is really <laughs> my, um, my, I made a mistake, but my team won. <laughs> um, that's what matters. I think it comes down to are you more confident in the Giants building an offensive line or are you more confident in the Cowboys building a defense, right? And from scratch. And, you know, so, and, and I think that's a very legitimate question. And I think that may very well be but it, what it comes down to. But like we said, Washington could very well win this division too, um, you know, and I, I love the idea. I think of Gary's uh, having it shake out that way probably the most just because imagining a lot of things going wrong, like maybe Dak Prescott isn't yet fully healthy, you know, uh, maybe Mike McCarthy can't get a handle on this locker room. Like I think a lot of those things are likely too. So I could see that happening. All right. This is the, uh, before we get to the, uh, the business card that we're all waiting for, I, I, I can't wait to hear who this is to go along with the fight lawyer. Uh, we're going to go uh, quickly team by team, Super Bowl contender or not Super Bowl contender. And we will start with the giants. I'll say no, no, no. Cowboys, no, no. Yes. Okay. Football team. <laughs> that was the. That was like the. Uh, that's the sound that like your parents make when when you tell them that you're <laughs> in, in sculpture. They're just like. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you, <laughs> you 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 chose incorrectly, and yeah. <laughs> and we think it's objectively incorrect, but uh, we'll just. All right. We'll we'll put a pin in that. Come back to okay. it later. Yeah. Okay. All right. Football team. No. No. Yes. All right. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I could look. I I could see it. I, yeah. It's quarterback, veteran quarterback and destructive pass rush and good enough offensive line. You know. I, I mean, I'm not comparing Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tom Brady, but sometimes in November and December. Well, stuff gets weird and you can yeah you know, run duo and gain five yards of play and win the super bowl and you know i i, I don't know you know and yeah. i i was gonna say, we're gonna get to the nfc south soon uh, maybe some of you have figured out when but uh there's something to be said it look if jared cook like doesn't uh, get stripped in the divisional playoffs and the bucks don't win that game i don't know are, are we are we that high on the box based on what we saw last year before the Super Bowl I I I don't know maybe 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 not though and this Washington team kind of does line up with with what you know loosely what their strengths are in Tampa so wow and they got, that's yeah, a big leap I, I, <laughs> it is a really big leap and the words came out of my mouth and it's like yeah sure Okay. There's a moment when you find yourself slowly starting to agree with me. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm also drawn in. I've already said my piece on Jonathan Allen, but I really like Terry McLaurin, Connor's fishing buddy, Terry McLaurin. It's really good. People don't know that about him. Yeah, true. All right. Still doesn't justify your assertion (laughs) in my mind, but I'll, I'll let you go with it, Gary. And you can prove me wrong when Washington wins the Super Bowl. I said it us if Jonathan Allen changed his name to the Bone Crusher. Ooh. Yeah, that look, a nickname could solve this whole issue for him. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Eagles will say not Super Bowl contender. I think we all agree, but playoff no. contender. I I still say no. 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 no this sorry, just, Mitch Goldich, MMQB editor. Yeah, it just seems like every year there's like two or three teams where it's just like nah, no, no chance, and it feels like they're in that grouping this year. Agree. I like that. Like the Eagles. Like so earlier in the week, I wrote that the tw- the twelve teams who could potentially win the Super Bowl. Um, and then everybody responds with, well, we're really going out on a limb. But like the point is to say that there are only about 12 teams every year that actually are good enough to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, there's always the replies that are like, don't sleep on the Bears. They're like, don't sleep on that. But like the two teams that like no fan even ventured like a don't sleep on us were the Eagles and the Texans, where it's not even just like, yeah, but like what if, you know, Davis Mills or J-? no, I mean, it's just not going to happen. So sorry <laughs> all right connor this is what we've all been waiting for who yes. is joining the fight lawyer for the business card prize to go along with uh jenny's mmqb sticker? can i actually say before you unveil it if i could just uh, sort of deflate all the energy that has been building up to this uh i do want to point out we're alternating between afc and nfc jenny talked about uh, jenny and i talked about this a little bit today but i just want to point out we're alternating between afc and nfc i still think the system holds up but if you are going to maybe poke the tiniest like pin size hole in our system uh, maybe you could argue certain divisions, you know, like this division should have been flipped with this division sort of thing. So it's, it's, that is part of the formula. We are alternating conferences and, uh, perhaps I've revealed too much, but again, it is wildly subjective how we're doing it. And, uh, there is a system that is guiding us though. I don't think you need to confess that. I have to say, it was a curveball. It was new information. I didn't know. I felt like something was kept for me. However, I still think the order holds up. <laughs> We're still. It's fair. I, I, I don't. I just. I don't want to read about this on. Uh, I don't know. Some some website that's gonna tear us down when it's all said and done. Yeah. I can't take that pressure. I, I need to get that off my okay. chest, and now I have. So, Connor, who is joining the fight lawyer in the business card uh, jubilee? What what Ooh, what are we calling jubilee. this? Yeah. Very good. Uh, the the guy who did my windows. Uh, and just everything was late and misordered and, uh, so, and, um, and it took a long time to get the right parts in. So, uh, you can call this guy if, uh, and, and there you go. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to reveal anything else about it. I'm going to let you make your own decision in terms of what you would like to do with the business card. Uh, it's completely up to you. Um, I wouldn't suggest using it to order windows. Uh, but, um, you know. There's, there's all sorts of fun phone numbers and email addresses on there. So just as you would. Yeah. I love it. That's the Jubilee. We will be back next week with, as I said, it's going to be a uh, AFC division. Who will it be? Let's see if you can figure it out. The MMQB Monday Morning NFL Podcast is Jenny Vrentis, Connor Orr, and me, Gary Gremling. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Thanks to senior podcast producer Dan Bloom for his consulting work on this show every week. Mark Mravik is emeritus editor of the MMQB, and Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, please leave a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, really wherever else you listen to podcasts. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum Card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.